Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. Now that we've all had about a week to settle into this new reality, where we are essentially confined to our homes, I wanted to help you make sure that your son or daughter is not, as we joke about in my house, getting dumber by the day. And as funny as that might sound, it's really not that funny. It's actually what can happen if students shut down their learning. Because a teenager left to his or her own devices may actually get dumber by the day if they don't go to school for weeks or months at a time with no end in sight. This is a real problem. We know empirically that this happens over the summer if students don't challenge themselves academically and intellectually. So what would happen if a two-month summer break turned into a six-month summer break from school? There's not a lot of good coming out of that. If you're not careful and your child somehow slips through the cracks, i.e. they don't engage in any type of academic work during this downtime, they're going to find themselves very far behind the curve. On the other hand, those students who use this time wisely and productively will end up far ahead of their peers when things get back to normal. So what's a parent to do? Well, last week, my podcast focused specifically on things that your child could do to keep up with the demands of the college admissions process, which are many. And if they did half of the things that I suggested, they would be light years ahead of their peers. So I hope they took some of those recommendations for action. If your child is a prep weller, by the way, rest assured that they have a very easy way to stay on track. They simply should get current on all of their videos. I think at this point there are about 42 videos in their library of videos. And if you're looking for a specific blueprint, particularly for juniors in high school, please listen to last week's podcast. You can also find many of those same details in a recent blog that I just posted about how juniors in high school can thrive during a quarantine. I also published a blog this week that details what 8th, 9th, and 10th graders can do during their downtime at home to be productive young people. And by the way, to check out my blog, go to prepwellacademy.com and click the blog link in the top navigation menu. Okay, this week, I want to give you more specific advice. Because in addition to my twin 11th graders, who are mostly self-directed at this point, and they know their marching orders, thank you, Preple Academy, I also have a 5th grader and a ninth grader at home who appear to be at a complete loss as to what to do and are having a hard time self-managing. They're getting a mishmash of things assigned to them from their school and their teachers. They're getting new logins. Of course, my ninth grader has all of his PrepWell videos, but they're getting new websites to log into, resources, platforms, and it's not easy for them 
or me or my wife to manage it. And what I've discovered again is that teenagers and kids in general don't do well with long spans of time off with nothing to do. They have a hard time dealing with unstructured time, especially if it lasts more than a few days. As much as they think they want freedom and they don't want to go to school and they love days off and they want a snow day, once the novelty wears off after a few days, they begin to crave structure again. Now, they're not going to say this out loud because it's often a subconscious need, but it's real and it's there. Kids need structure. They need organization to be the best they can be. But since most of us at this time are not experienced homeschoolers, we're, or at least I'm, feeling a bit flat-footed. And many of us are facing this challenge right now. The kids have been home for a week. They've gotten the sitting around doing nothing all day out of their system, and they're looking for structure. They're looking for a plan. Well, as parents, our job is to provide that structure, provide that plan as best we can. So what I've done is put together a very rudimentary skeleton of a daily schedule that you can use with your kids. I use it with my fifth and ninth grader. If you go to my blog, you can actually print out this template and use it with your child. Of course, you can alter it as much as you want. You can make it relevant for your child or your children, depending on their grade and their maturity level and their attitude, their abilities, what resources are available to them. It's meant to be a straw man that's very flexible, but I hope it should at least move you in the right direction. Here's the rationale. I wanted to create a schedule that replicated, to some degree, a regular school day schedule, something that's familiar to them. In my example, in the template, I like kids to start with a real food breakfast. And by real food, I mean non-processed food, preferably a protein, like an egg or milk, and a good carb, maybe some whole grain bread or some oats, or maybe some fruit. I know not everyone has access to a healthful breakfast, but hopefully they'll do their best. I also prefer students to actually sit at a desk or a table while doing their work as opposed to sitting on their bed or upside down on the couch, like my kids are wont to do. I'd like them to take this seriously, and one way to do this is for them to sit at an actual desk or the kitchen table, whatever it might be. It just feels more official, and they'll get more out of it. In this template, I start, quote-unquote, school at 8.30 a.m. There's no magic to this number, it just so happens to coincide with when their school actually begins, so I figured it was a good place to start. And I did this because, left to his own devices, my ninth grader would get up at 10.30 a.m. every morning. Now, I understand that teens need their sleep. I'm all about that. There's nothing wrong with sleeping in until 10.30 every now and again, but not every day of the week. And the reason he sleeps that late is not because he's that tired. It's because he feels like he has no reason to get up. That was not a sustainable model and needed to be changed. Maybe on the weekend he can stay in bed longer, but not every day during the week. It's important to keep some structure alive during this downtime. So I break the day into six primary blocks, each broken up by 10-minute breaks and snack time and an extended lunch time. Each of these blocks is meant to represent 
a 50-minute school period. However, I thought it might be a bit much to expect a teenager or even a preteen to focus on their own for 50 straight minutes for all six periods, even with the periodic breaks. That would demand a lot of concentration, a lot of discipline, because during an actual day at school, they might have a 50-minute class, but it's often broken up by the teacher lecturing or working on group projects or taking a quiz or having group discussions. So I decided to break up two of the 50-minute blocks into two 25-minute blocks just to provide a little bit of breathing room there. Now, a priority for your child is to keep up their learning in the five core subjects, math, English, social studies, science, and foreign language. These are the subjects that I want them to focus on during what I call the core study blocks. Sometimes these core blocks are the full 50 minutes, and other times they're half as long, only 25 minutes. This provides a little slack in the system. One day, they may choose to do math for 50 straight minutes, and the next day they may schedule math for the 25-minute block. Leave that up to them. Remember, we don't want this to be too onerous, or they will just never keep it up. What activities your child does during these core study blocks is completely up to you. It depends on what resources your student has available to them. I know some students whose schools have provided them with actual online coursework for math, science, history, etc. In this case, they simply follow along with the curriculum, whatever the curriculum says to do. But what if your student doesn't have a formalized program that lays out subject by subject exactly what to do every day? Well, then you have to get a bit more resourceful. There are tons of resources online that will help your child continue on their journey to learn math, science, English, and others. It may not be perfect or exactly at their skill level, but something is better than nothing. You'll see on the template that I've identified a few resources that can be used as defaults if your child has no other choices. For example, if your child has been given zero guidance on how to keep up with math or biology, they can very easily use Khan Academy to supplement their learning. If they have zero guidance on how to maintain their skills in English or history, reading and writing would be great substitutes. Reading any book around the house would count for English study. Writing of any kind would also count for English. This could be journaling or writing a letter to a friend or a grandparent. Again, anything is better than nothing. The same goes for history. Even if it means that your child looks for history resources online, whether it's a podcast or a documentary or an article or a book, this will keep their learning alive. When it comes to foreign language, Spanish, for instance, if they have no other options, they can always listen to a podcast called News in Slow Spanish. News in Slow Spanish is a 15-minute daily podcast that has Spanish speakers delivering current news in Spanish at a very slow pace so that your child can make out each and every syllable. Just listening to Spanish for 15 minutes a day will help keep your child's ear tuned to the language. So I would sit down with my child and figure out 
what are some resources that they can choose from to sustain their learning in the five core subjects? Now, it may be a patchwork of suggestions from their teachers or the school district or a friend, along with any other backup plans like Khan Academy. These resources will make up the menu of items that they can choose from to fill in each one of the core study blocks throughout the day. Now, as you can see if you're looking at the template, I also incorporate what I call personal development blocks. You might think of them as enrichment blocks. These are blocks of time, typically 25 minutes or 30 minutes, that your child can fill in with whatever they want, within reason, from a list of options. Now, it doesn't mean that they can play Call of Duty for 25 minutes straight in every one of these blocks. Call of Duty would likely not make it to the approved list of personal development options. They can do that later on if they want, after quote-unquote school. The bulk of the day should be devoted to actual productive pursuits. These personal development blocks can be filled with a wide range of activities that are meant to be a little less intense than, say, chemistry, but will still help your child expand their horizons. And on the template, I've listed a bunch of options that your child might find intriguing, including, of course, watching their PrepWell videos, journaling in their PrepWell workbook, watching TED Talks, listening to podcasts, practicing their instrument, working on a hobby, drawing, reading for, for pleasure, and a whole bunch of other things. The key is to keep them working on productive things, but not necessarily on hardcore academic learning all the time. We've got to mix it up a bunch. Of course, you and your child can and should create your own list of personal development options. Again, the ones I've listed are just to get you started. Getting buy-in from your child on this list is a winning strategy. These personal development activities almost serve as rewards after doing some hardcore learning of the main core subjects. Here's how I like to see it work. Your child takes an empty template, which you can print from my blog, and they fill in the date at the top and all of the blank blocks for the next day. They fill out which of the core subjects they want to be in which of the core study blocks and which personal development activities they want to do in the personal development blocks. For instance, block number one is a 50-minute session. Your child might choose math for that, and they're going to do Khan Academy. Awesome. Boom. Done. Block number two. Block number two is half core and half personal development. So your child decides to do English for the first 25 minutes. They're going to read their summer book, and then they're going to play their drums for the second 25 minutes in their personal development block. Awesome. Block two done. Block number three is a full 50-minute block for core study. They've decided they're, they're going to do biology, and they're going to use Khan Academy to do biology. Awesome. Block three is done. And they march themselves through this schedule, and they create a daily routine. This gives them some ownership of their schedule. Of course, you can and should oversee what they've proposed and make sure it looks appropriate, and then let them run their own day. At the end of the day, do a debrief, review what they've accomplished, see how productive they've been, 
figure out how much work they've really put in, and make adjustments if necessary. And you can see on my template, I end the day at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon. And the rest of the day is theirs. They can do whatever they want. They can stare at the walls. They can do whatever the heck they want. Of course, we want to get some exercise in there, outdoor activity, some of those things. But if they do this right, they can wring their hands and say, I did it right, 2.30, I'm done. Now I'm on my own time, Mom and Dad. Fine, as long as they're doing it right for the beginning of the day. This is where your ninja parenting skills have to kick in. You don't want them sitting on the couch all day, swiping on their phones, but you also don't want to make this homeschooling experience too demanding. You want to strike a balance. You want to maintain a minimum level of competence in the core subjects, but you don't want to push them too hard. As much as kids seem to want maximum freedom at all times, they will actually, in their heart of hearts, appreciate that you're giving them some parameters to their day. Even if they do half of what they write on the template, it's probably more than they would have done if left completely up to them. So print out that template, have a sit down with your child, and keep their brains going. We do not want them to be a part of the hundreds of thousands of other teenagers who will be getting, wait for it, dumber by the day. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader in high school that might find this helpful, especially during these trying times, please share this episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button and text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you, if possible, recommending that they take a listen. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email. DM me on Instagram, Preppel underscore Academy. Check out our blog, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by Prepwell Academy. Prepwell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.